begin um, at the bottom of the page, um, three lines from the bottom. Hanose es a medras, nose es a truma. Somebody who's carrying something that's tummy medras, he can also carry truma in the other hand or wherever. Avalo as a kodesh, but he cannot do so for kodesh. So kodesh might have below. What's wrong with carrying kodesh and carrying? I mean, I'm carrying, let's say. Um, something that is tummy medras, let's say a shoe that's tummy that could be that was used by a zav in one hand, and I'm carrying the kodesh in the other hand. What's the what are we worried about? So the answer is mishum meiser There was a story, actual occurrence. The Amar Rav Yudah Mishmol Rav Yudah said the Mishmol There was a story with a fellow shayim mavir chavish al yain kodesh. He was he was he was bringing. A barrel of wine that was kodesh mimakam lamakam from place to place, and v'nifsaka ritzua shel sandalo, and basically a strap from his sandal tore. V'natla and he picked it up because he didn't want it to, you know, whatever. He said he'll have use for it later when he fixes it. Mitam he held it in his hand. V'natla v'nichal apiachavus and he put it on top of the barrel. And what happened? Okay, fine, but and somehow it fell into the airspace of the barrel, and then boom, it, uh, it now there was tummy. Apparently, the shoe strap was tummy midras hazav, and now it's um, um, and now the the kodesh wine became compromised and it's tummy. Big problem. Okay, so what, what does that mean? It fell into the airspace. He put it on top. It was in the airspace immediately. No, because it it, it the. Uh, the the, the container, the way Klecheris works, like we mentioned, it doesn't contract Tuma on the sides. It only contracts Tuma if well, it's so in the airspace. He put it on the he edge. He, on the, it was held on the lip, and then it fell into, into, yeah. the, in, into the airspace, and that created a problem. Anyway, the point being is, at that moment, Amru, they said, Hanosis and Medras, somebody who carries something that is Tuma Medras, Hanosis and Truma, Truma you can carry, Avalos Kodesh. And that's where the stringency came because it happened. And if it happened once, it might happen again. Okay. Yeah, but how do you pass it just from an in, in, from an a story? In, no, but I'm saying story. because it was such you a. It because halacha when you, when you have, you know, makomos, uh, just as if because something happened, what was that halacha come from? Yeah. No. Uh, that, well, we have a, we have the, and we have a few examples like this in, in the in the in the Torah. And Mishnayos and Gemaras, where where something bad happened, and on that basis we prohibited something because we don't want something like that to happen again, um, and oh, then yeah. and then and then it becomes and that became the standard. But it, we'll see other examples that Gemara brings down. Um, talk about the, I don't know if you remember the shoe case on Shabbos and Hilchos Shabbos, the hob, and, right? The hobnail shoes, right? Hobnail shoes. Something bad happened with Habnel shoes. Nothing to do with reality. It's nothing to do with Isurim. But the bottom line is, the case was the case of Habnel shoes. And that's why they were freaked out. And that's why all the bad things happen. We don't wear Habnel shoes anymore. So like, that's the idea. Same. We don't wear Habnailed shoes. What's a Habnel shoe? Metal spikes on. Like metal spikes. Like, like, like similar to golf, yeah. Like golf shoes. Something like that. It has it has nails that 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 are whatever. To keep you from slipping or something, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but they made, they made a very loud noise and the, the people were hiding in the cave. I don't know if you remember the story, but the people were hiding in the cave and they caused the, it was the prohibition of keeping Shabbos and they were keeping Shabbos in the cave. Anyway, bottom line is, is that they thought it was the enemy that was outside because they heard like all these footsteps that were loud clanking footsteps. It was not the case, but because they were so panicked, they killed each other trying to escape. Um, it was like yeah, a chaos yeah, type yeah. thing. And that's why they made that gzera. So very, anyway, but point being is that we do gzera sometimes on Maisa Shalit okay. because an occurrence happened. It's exactly what it is. So that's when they said, you can do it for Truma, why? Because it didn't happen. Why not do it with Truma as well? So Hamani, it's going like Reb Chananya ben Akavya. Chananya ben Akavya, what does he say? The story is since the story happened in that particular way, the, we don't apply it to all other cases. That's another example of Allah of a Maishashaya. Um, what was the case of the Maishashaya, the story that happened? My heat, the time the Bible says, Lisa Adam, man is not allowed to carry Mechatas, the water that's for the ashes of the red heifer, with the ashes of the red heifer, and bring it across the Jordan, in a boat. You can't bring it across the boat, across the Jordan River. Okay? Why not? I can't even throw it from one side of the Jordan to the other. I can't swim it across. I can't ride on an animal across. Or on my friend's shoulders across. I have to walk across. Unless I'm walking. Okay? But I could go across a bridge. And there's no problem. Now, and Jordan is not a, it's just an example. It's all rivers. Now, that's what the Tanakhama says. Basically, Tanakhama says that we made Xerah, but the Xerah is basically a lot broader than that very specific scenario. But what does Rav Hananiah ben Akavi say? No, Rav Hananiah ben Akavi, Omer, it's only the Jordan River. Any other river you want to cross, fine with us. And it's only by a boat. If you're swimming across, it's not a problem. As the story happened. My mind show you what was the story that happened. Tam review Damarav, review the same Rav, Maisa, the story happened. Ba'adam, an individual. Shayamavir Mechadas, Ever Chadas, Biyadin, who was bringing across the Jordan. Obisvina, and was on a boat. Venimsa Kazayas, Mais, Tachop, and Karkisa Shosvina. Crazy random, there was no such thing as random, but there was a dead body that was, that was wedged in the, in the foot of this boat. And they said, you know, that's pretty creepy. But anyway, everybody was telling um, and uh, you can't do it. Point being is, according to Rav Chananya ben um, ben Akavya, the the way any time there's prohibitions that's based on an an occurrence, the the details need to be identical to the way the occurrence occurred. Because that's what. Because it's not really a logical thing that we're worried about. It's because of the occurrence. So it's only when it's exactly the same. That's basically the gist over here. So the question is this: If we want to know, inquiring minds want to know. Okay, Sando. I want to know. Sando, I think inquiring mind, like I said, right? No, that's the next okay. line. Inquiring minds. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sando, uh, Sando, Tame. Uh, that's Tame. That was the case. He was carrying. A shoe that was tummy that was tummy midras. 
Um, Sandal Tarma, what if it was, what if the story is carrying a shoe that's not Tame? Would there still be a problem? Can you not carry any shoes? Or you can only ca- not carry a Tame shoe when carrying Kodesh? That's question number one. Can I just ask you a question? Sorry. Did we just say all those different cases, and then we said there's a specific case where it happened in a boat, and, you have to, and that's the only thing you can't do, but the other things are okay? Meaning throwing it over? Or yeah, that's according to Rav Hanan and Benakavya, any of the other... Would be fine. Would be it's fine. just the specific case of being on a boat because there might be a dead body. And, it's, and it's, it's Jordan because it happened ah, in the Jordan. Okay, okay. Okay. It's okay. only the Jordan River, not any other river. Okay. It's really, the, but that's, again, that's how limited Rav Hanan and Akavi sets it. Tanakama makes it a more generic, basic idea. Okay. Okay, so Chavis Psucha, the case was where the barrel had, was open and wasn't sealed. Okay, Chavis well, what would be with a closed one? And what if the guy didn't listen? Okay, he was carrying his shoe and the kodesh at the same time. Do we say it's automatically compromised? That's another question. So Ravila Amar, as far as the last question, im If you carried it, it is tamei. Meaning, yes, it, you when you go against it, it automatically is considered messed up. Okay, and tamei. Rabbi Amar, no avar v'nasatar. Not true. Um, it's just a decree not to do it, but we don't say that if you did it, it's automatically tummy. It obviously is just something that we uh, refrain from and we told you not to do it because, um, but it doesn't automatically mean that it's tummy just because you did it. That's basically the dispute. Sounds like that Rab Zera carries the Allah on this. Okay. Which now brings us to the next stringency of Kodesh over Truma, Kalim and Bitara. We said any vessel that was finished bitara was made sure when it was done that it was tor. Um, so for kodesh, it's still um, we said it in the mishnah. Let me just turn back. So we said if it's nigmarim bitara, still requires tefillah for kodesh, but it doesn't require tefillah for truma. Okay. Now what's the deal with this? So nigmarinuman. First of all, key question: Who is the one who finished the making of this vessel? Like the final you know, parts of the ending, to make it finished. Uh, who did it? If it was done by a chaver, why would there be any bait be a, a need to dip it in the mikvah? Obviously, he's making sure that everything's taught. It was finished by an amart. How can you even say, if it was nigmar, how can you even describe it as being nigmar betahara if it was being done by an amart? He's not careful in tumba betahara. So, that's our question. So, Amarav Barshila, Amarav, Mas Namr Shmuel. So, Rav Barshila said the name of Mas Namr Shmuel. Olam Tikamrino Chaver. It was finished, of course, by a Chaver. What are we worried about? Mishum Tzinorat Amaretz the Nafal. Oh no, we're worried about the spittle from an Amaretz, and like who we're concerned might be Tame, and that's the issue. The Nafal. So, when are we afraid that it that it came in contact with this the spittle of the Amaretz on this vessel? When did it fall? Even when we come to the Gemara, if it was before I finished, halav manahu, it was anyway not mekabel tumah because it was not a vessel. It's only a finished vessel that can become tummy. That's number one. El abasuk the Gemara, you talking about after after it's been finished? And bizuzar the abu the cover is very careful to make sure that it stays tar. He's not going to let the damar it's near him within spitting distance. He's going to make sure to maintain social distancing there. Okay. So I think the whole thing of uh, training ourselves in social distancing is to prepare for the needs for Tom and Tahara. Of course, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's where 
We're trained in now. We, we know what it is. Like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. So you're saying Mashiach is coming right now? It's on its way, yeah. Right, it's on its way. That's my theory. Okay, I... It's been on its way for 3,000 years. I'm not kidding. Right. Putin, Putin's trying to help you. Yeah, right. Exactly. My, uh, my, my daughter's sister-in-law quoted this. There's like supposedly a building that yes, says... I heard, heard it when I was this. in Israel. And right, they talk about it. When, when Russia crosses into the Dardanelles, that's when you have to start preparing your suit to greet Mashiach. So. It's like it's heading towards Turkey, as I understand. As, as they go, they're doing what they're doing. Basically, they go down. Yeah, they want to go to the Crimea, so they have to cross. Right. Where the Dardanelles? I mean, that's. Uh, I think they're the south. They're south. They're they haven't gotten south. there yet. They're just heading there. Right? But they're right. But with, but anyway, that's what. But anyway, Isn't it's pretty. You know this, What? It's Nilo Desa. I don't know, but anyway, that's what they say that, uh, that uh, you know, whatever. Time, time to get your suit ready. My mother would tell me that her grandmother always had a suitcase prepared for Mashiach. Really? That's amazing. Really? A okay. Long time ago, long time ago. All right. Don't give it to Turkish Air. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's still there. It's still, still there. Okay. Um, all right. Weiter. Okay, so the, the case over here is, is that we're talking about Again, we're worried about this exact thing. Um, so if it was not finished, if it was finished, then he's careful. If it wasn't not finished, there's no problem. The answer is, We're talking about over here is, it wasn't yet finished, so he wasn't concerned. The Amarits could be nearby. What happened? When he finished it, if the spittle that he didn't notice is on the wall of the keli, and it's still liquid when he finishes it, so then it's able to make the Tumah at that moment. That's why you didn't need a mikvah. So the Gemara says, uh, What's fascinating is, is that all you need to do is dip it in the mikvah by Kodesh. But, um, but, not, um, but not, you don't have to wait till nightfall to use it. But since the look of Rebbe Lezer, which basically is not following the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, the Tanan, because we learned in the Mishnah, first. If you have a shvoferes, this is the tube that we use for the water of the chatas. Okay, shechatcha lechatas. Rebbeleizer Omer Yitpol Miyan. Rebbeleizer says you should tovel it immediately. Okay, and Rebbe Yisho Omer Yitma. No, you can't just tovel it as is. You have to make it tame on purpose. Va'akach Yitpol and then dip it in the mikvah. Va'avinaba dechatchaman. Who who finished? This tube, okay. Elam the chadcha chaver was cut by the chaver. Lamely tefila. Why would it need going in the mikvah? Vela the chadcha maretz was cut by the maretz. Bahalei mi Rabbi Shua yitma v'yitpo. Why would he say be mitamed? It's already hatamei b'koy. It's assumed to be tamei already because it was done by the maretz. So the Amar Rabbi Shila Amar Rab Masna Amar Shmuel Olam the chadcha chaver was cut by a chaver. On Mishut Sinur the maretz did not fall. And so we're worried about the spittle of the Amaretz. Now, the Nafalim is, when does it, uh, when did it come in contact? Ilim come to Chatcha, before I cut it, Allah Manu, it's not a Kaili. Nothing to worry about. Fellow Apostle to Chatcha, it was after it was cut, Mizr Zarapam, he's careful. Lalim come to Lichtcha, it was before he cut it, then he wasn't careful. Dilma be in the Chatcha, dying lach, by the time he cut it, it was still wet. Now, okay, so there's the, this dispute. Again, we're cutting basically a piece of bamboo. I don't know if you've know, ever seen a bamboo. They have knots in it. So, so that, was a, that was the container of choice, typically, to hold the ashes of the red heifer. 
um, to and uh, or the water of the of the mechatas that they would keep it to travel from place to place. That's what these like a very do. large piece of bamboo. No, bamboo has a tube. It's like a tube. No, but it's usually pretty thin. That's what I'm Yeah, well, it could be thick. They're pretty. They can get quite thick and okay. and whatever. They, they seal the top of it. They put clay or something on the top. I don't know, but whatever it is, it's just, that was the container, the typical container they used to do. It was like a cheap container that you can make that was available. And um, and off that section, the yeah, there's a knot on one part, one side. So you cut it just underneath the knot, and then just below the knot over here, and then you have a a, a nice a container. Exactly. Point being is, it could be it would be tohar, except for the fact that the amar it spit on by mistake, and it was still wet after it was cut. So now, if we're going with Rabbi Shua, according to Rabbi Shua. Who says that um, you should first be metame directly, then dip it in the mikvah? Then it would be a clear, a clear message to the tzedukin that we disagree with you, because what happened is that the tzedukin were of the opinion that the only people who can involve themselves with the ashes of the red heifer are people who are a hundred percent tohar, according to. Um, the Prushim, according to our understanding, that is not true. If you're just Wartame, but now you went to Mikvah, so you're what we would call a Tvul Yom, that's also good enough, because in some level you're considered Tahar. And that's all you need. And we specifically want to stand strong on this, so we specifically make that case the case, so as to prove that we are disagreeing with the Tzedukim. Right? So that's the story. The Tanan, uh, we explain the, in the mission of what's going on. The Tanan, we learned in the mission of Metamana Yusuf Kohen Esorif Zapparah, the Kohen who does the burning of the, of the, of the red heifer, he used to be Metamim directly, to counter the, the opinion of the Tzedukim, Shoyu Omrin, who used to say, that it was strictly has to be done with people who not only went to mikvah, but waited till nightfall. Okay? who's saying that you just you don't need to to, to dip uh, you just dip it in right away without being metameh normally you need then that would be a nice hacker if in general you don't normally require uh, hair of shemesh uh, you just dip it and that's it there's no you're not you're not showing anything for the Sadducees so Amar um, Rav, Rav says, no, Asua Kitame Sheretz. We treat it as if it's Tame Sheretz, meaning what we're looking at it is if it's Tame Sheretz. If it's Tame Sheretz, dipping in the mikvah is all you need to do. Meaning in general, you do not need to leave it overnight. And Rebbe Lezer um, would say for any vessel that was finished Bitaira, and still there's a hacker because this Shvoferz of Chathas, we're treating it as if it was touched by a sheretz, as far as its ability to convey tumma to a rishon or a sheni, okay, um, and therefore, if not, that uh, the uh, the para aduma would be allowed with a tful yom, it would require hair of shemesh. So that's why, because we're treating it as if it's tamish sheretz. The problem is it should not be able to make this this tube should be able to make a, a person tummy because if a keli becomes tummy with tummy sheretz that's not going to make a man tummy um, he cuts it and he dips it in the mikvah that person has to go to the mikvah himself 
So how is that the case? We treat it as if it's a Tamei Mace. Okay, meaning we assume that this, that we're treating it as if this, this vessel was, is Tamei Mace. Now, which would make the man Tamei? If you're treating it as that, then going to the mikvah is not going to do anything for the man who makes it. He's going to need a sprinkling on the third and seventh day. Basically, anybody involved, whatever. He's going to need to go through that whole process. Sounds like only mikvah dipping. He doesn't have to do the rest of the purification process, just the mikvah part. So Gemara says, Ella, rather, we treat it as if he's tummy mace on the seventh day already. So all you need to do is a mikvah, and that's how it looks. And therefore, the man does need to go to the mikvah, but we assume it's already on the seventh day. We can make it up as we're going. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so Gemara says, uh, but, uh, but you can't. But Tanya, doesn't the prices say, when it comes to the stringencies of Paraduma, they don't do things that are new, that are like not, not based in any reality. They always do it like in some basis of reality. How is it that you're just making up stuff like this? That we're treating this as if it's tummy mace and it's already the seventh day after it went through the sprinklings and that's the tumma that's conveyed to this person and we treat him as that type of tumma. Weird. So Marbaya should know what that was referring to is Amru Moshev. We're not going to say a tumma that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't exist in the world. We can arbitrarily give it a certain level of tumma of impurity um, as a stringency, but we're not going to change the laws of tumma. In other words, if this is a kordom, let's say a big axe that you could theoretically sit down on, um, um, so it's not going to be matam emotion. It doesn't matter. Kedetanya, as the Brisa says, by somebody who sits on a vessel, yochel kafatzah, yashvala. If you turn over a bucket, but it's a saw measure, and you sat on it, tarkov, which is um, a, a half a half, a half a saw, uh, three kav, and he sits on that. Yeah, tell me, you might think it's some. It's basically this is like the size of those you know, uh, Home Depot buckets. You turn around and just sit down on it. So you might think that you'll be tame, uh, that the keli becomes tame if, for the, if a zav sits on it. That he would sit on. What does that mean? Specifically for sitting. Yatza said this is not fitting in the, this category. It's only used as a temporary, and then we yell at him and like, "No, get off here, <laughs> whatever. Get turn the bucket over so we can get some work done." Okay. Bottom line is, it's a temporary seat only, and that's why it's different. Okay. How does, does tuma happen in, immediately, or what do you mean? I'm, I'm just. It just made me think of something. Just even if you were sitting on it for a second, like I'm just saying, how does tuma transfer? Like it has to amount of time. Or? No, we see. See, well, here's the thing. In in Ilchus Tuma, we're talking about a Zav or a Zava. So mm-hmm. there's something called Tumas Moshav, okay. where even if I didn't touch it, but I sat on it, it contracts Tuma. In, I'm just saying, just literally, you second you got right back. It doesn't yeah, matter. it doesn't matter how long you sat down. Right. That's but the point being okay. is though that it's that the touch conveys Tuma in its own right. We're talking about without touch, it's just sitting. And now the question is, is that that's only if it qualifies as what's a, called a seat. 
and the buckets that are turned over are not seats oh, because they won't better. sit on. It's not. It's where you could sit and stay seated, not where you're going to be yelled at and say, "Get thing. off your backside and let's get back to work." Okay, that's what this case is. Okay, next law is hakli mitzarv mashav besochol lekodesh avalo lechuma. The kli combines the foods that are in it for Kodesh, but it doesn't for Truma. What's this about? So, Menon Emilu, what's the source for this? Amr of Chanan Amakra, the Pazak says, Kafachas, Asarazom Lektoris. It's a verse, a source in the Torah. Kafachas, a single spoon that's 10 gold, 10 measures of gold, or weight of gold, Meleiktoris, it's filled with incense. Hakazva, Sola, Kol, Mashamakaf, the Torah considers all that's in this ladle. Achas, as one, because it says kaf achas, it's all as one. So it creates a, a quality that whatever's in it is like one thing, okay? And it's not considered separate items that conveys tuma separately, okay? And that's the uh, stringency for Kodesh. Now, Masa Rav Kana has bothered by this host of Rav Kiva. Rav Kiva added to the list, okay? Because um, um, not only... Uh, not only for Efer Chatas is the halacha that partial Toma will, will render it everything Tame, but it says, Hasolas, Vaktores, Valavona, Vagcholam. All of these things, flour, incense, frankincense, and the coals. Shemnaga, Tful Yom, If only, if somebody was Tame, Tful Yom, touched only a part of it, Pasal, Eskulo, everything that's in the container is, is considered Tame. Now, Vahad Rabbanani, which is clearly a rabbinic law. How do I know? Mimai, Midiktani Resha, Heyid Reb Shim Bem Zeral, Efra Chadash, Naga Atami, Bim Tsasso, Shatimis Kulo, Uktani, also Reb Kiva. Reb Kiva is adding on to that, which is clearly indicating that it's a rabbinic law. So, how can you, I mean, we're quoting here a Pasuk that's a Torah law and a, to explain a rabbinic reality. It's only rabbinic reality. So if it's a Pasuk, it should be a Torah reality. So that's the question. So the answer is, Rishlakish, Rishlakish answers, name of our Mincha. We're talking about the leftovers of a Mincha. Meaning, here's the way it works. De'oraisa, what the Torah says that everything in the vessel is like as one, it's like it's all one thing, that is, on a Torah level, only Tzorich HaKlikli if it's something that requires the vessel, i.e., these are things that are used in the process and they need to be brought in this ladle, for instance, so then the kli makes it as one. But if it doesn't need to be in the kli, i.e., the shariah mincha, that job is done. You don't need to be in the vessel, it could be sitting on the ground, so then the kli doesn't combine it. The rabbi said, because even if it's not something that actually needs the vessel, the vessel is still connected. And that's where the rabbinic law is basically an extension of the Torah law. So Gemara says, What are you going to say about the other things, like the incense and the frankincense? That sounds like it's the actual carbon itself. I mean, Ketoros is is the Ketores, okay? The solace could be Sheri Mincha, but the Ketores and Levona can't be Sheri Mincha, that's Ketores, and that's the Levona. So, we're talking about where it's on a flat leather board, okay? The Oraisa, the Torah level is, Yeshua Tokh Mitzarif, it combines only if it has a, an inside to it. 
meaning it's a container quality. quality. Otherwise, in a mitzarv, it doesn't combine it. It still combines it. Anyway, that's, we'll get to the two dots. This, the Reb Chanin, Argues that the Mishnah is really basically part of the testimony of Reb Kiva, and that is the uh, and that's really where it's coming from. Anyway, point being is that there's a whole question. He said that this tzirv is daraisa; it doesn't fit with Reb Kiva. Who says that this whole Mishnah has nothing to do with the daraisa? It's all from this rabbinic din of Reb Kiva. Anyway, we'll stop over here. <laughs>